What is going to happen, everybody? Nolan North. Troy Baker. And this is the Retro Replay proper podcast. So mm. proper. Yes, that's why I do the Did you, you change your voice up a little bit? It's kind of the NPR type of podcast voice you're listening to Retro Replay. And today we'll be playing Blasto. We hope you enjoy this. I don't know if I can. I can't keep it up. I can't keep it up. This was good, man. Nice surprises. Uh, a little Phil Hartman. You got locked in immediately. What else? Just good, good times. Good, good. No, it was. Good. It was I, I've, again, one of these games I find far, far too difficult. And um, and you know the Phil Hartman little quips make it something, but overall I found myself incredibly frustrated once again. Okay. So uh, share my pain. <laughs> this is Blasto. <laughs> One bright morning in the middle of the night, two dead boys got up to fight. Back to back, they faced each other, drew their swords, and shot each other. Two deaf policemen heard the noise, ran upstairs to catch the boys. If you don't believe this story told, just ask the blind man. He saw it all. Makes perfect sense to me. I looked into that. That actually is... That is I, by the way, I've never heard that. What's it called? It's called the uh, Contradictory Poem. And there, of course, the internet looked it up and was like, this goes back to... It was like, how... How, where can we trace this back to? And it's so old, it's just considered like a folk tradition. There's the earliest version of it. It comes from the 14th century. It's like 1305. And 1305. 1305. And it's like a, a, a weird... Did they have letters back then? They did. They had writing? They had six. Six letters. We've gained 20 since then. Really? Did I do the math on that right? It's 26 letters in the alphabet. Yeah. I wasn't sure because like Catholics have more or something like that. I know that's true. They do. They do. They have so many nice ways to say fuck you. Very exclusive. Such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. I have something to bring up. Okay. Well, what's going on here? Going oh, on? this? So it was David's birthday uh, the other day. Is uh, that? And he, there, there's... Is that real? Yeah. No, it's fake. What, what, like, sharpied myself on my right arm? I don't know. I don't have my glasses on. It could be like a stamp from a club you went to. He, that looks like... <laughs> that's, that, that's actually not a bad thing. My eyes are really like... So what does that say? Forty <laughs> four. So he he has this like whatever we throw at David. David is he's our David. He's he's like our assistant. He looks after Traveler. He is we call him our oxygen tank because not only does he remind us to breathe, but he gives us the ability to do so. He's incredible. One of the most amazing humans. If you're ever fortunate enough to meet him, he's awesome. He is a good dude. But he has this philosophy where like we'd be like, hey dude, uh, so we're gonna go down to uh, Santa Monica, but we're gonna have to do it like at ten o'clock in the morning. We're gonna be stuck in an hour and a half traffic, and I'll go. Can't wait. It's like awesome. Um, hey, uh, traveler is throwing up. We're gonna go see our pediatrician tomorrow morning. He's like, cool. Can't wait. Everything we throw at him, no matter what it is, it could be a full left turn for the day. He's like, can't wait. And that's his whole philosophy in life. It's just he rolls with things, and not only just like whatever, but is like throws himself into it headlong. And you know who was like that? Who? Jesus. Jesus threw himself headlong. Just goes rolls with it. Crucify you. Right. Well, there was a whole thing in a garden 
but we don't need to get into that. We all decided last night we were at this place that we love to go to uh, for, for best fish tacos in LA, and we surprised them. We were like, hey man, thank you for like being a part of our dynamic, and um, thank you for changing our mentality with everything. It was like, with whole can't wait, we love those two words. He's like, me too. He's like, well, let's go get it on our bodies. And we had, there's a tattoo shop that I've gotten like seven tattoos from. Uh, and I was like, let's go talk to Mike and let's go get, done, go get it done. So Pam got it on her uh, on her ankle right here in her own handwriting. It looks super cool. And then I found this version. I was like, that's cool. And so it just says, can't wait. Can't wait. So no matter what, this is my dominant hand. So no matter what I set out to do, I want to do it with that kind of like, can't wait. Let's do it. No fear. Let's just go for it. See what happens. Can't wait. With that in mind, what is going to happen, everybody? Nolan North, Troy Baker, on the couch, Good. retro replay, and we can't wait. Can't wait. I dig that. Can't wait. Go back to Jesus for a second. Yeah. What do you mean? What's the? What was the week? Not the real Jesus. Oh, yeah. Jesus. No, he works it. No, he likes oh, Jesus. He likes Jesus. No, he's from Indiana. I don't know why he said my parents named me Jesus. Wears robes. Works in the meat department. Can you imagine if somebody like named their son Jesus? I'm sure that's happened. Uh, it's the only closest has come is George Foreman named all his kids George. That's a true story. You can look that up. George, you're in trouble. Or George one, George George two. Yeah. No, I don't even think he even numbered them because you know not strong with numbers. A lot of blows to the head. <laughs> is that maybe why you have a son George? You have a daughter uh, George. George. <laughs> Georgia? No. Nope. Just one. Nope. Can't find name George. George of the jungle lives a life that's free. <laughs> it's like his Smurf. <laughs> it's just his catch-all word for everything. Yeah. Well, okay, let's go back to... No, uh, uh, Jill and I were talking about uh, just, just like the physiological differences between men and women and how women have, uh, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of business that goes on every month throughout their life. A lot of business, hormonal things. And she was like, she just started laughing. She goes, it's all Eve's fault. Had to eat the apple. Had to eat the friggin' apple. She, and then she looked at me, she goes, whatever happened to Eve? And I'm like... Desperate Housewives. She was the first. Was she really? The first Desperate Housewives of gar the Garden, I guess. That really? It was just one. And she's like, you know, Adam, he went on to have a, do a life, but it was like, Eve, oh, you ate an apple. Screwed. Snake. She did have two sons. I mean, she had many sons, I'm sure. I love that whole conversation because there's, if you read later on, uh, Cain, you know, kills Abel. So, mm -hmm. And then he leaves. And he goes, and then he married somebody else. And you're like, well, where did she come from? <laughs> he left and found another tribe. And they were like, we weren't the only ones. It's fascinating. It's funny about Cain and Abel, because like, you think he would have been able to stop him from killing him. And Cain is something that we think of as you know, sugar cane, sweet. But he wasn't. Or you get beat with a Cain. Cain. Or you Maybe that's what snort a lot of cocaine. Right. That was his full name. It was his baptized name. Was he, it? He was just like uppity. <laughs> he was just uppity. <laughs> yeah, didn't mean to kill Abel. He just, he was just freaking out. We were man. rolling, dude. We had a great dude, night. Dude, we had a couple fresh, freaking frosty, <laughs> crushed a couple frosty <laughs> rails and just, yeah. Boston. And it's just like, like, oh, yeah. shit, he's dead. Who killed him? My brother, Tear. I'm the only, and he was my best friend. <laughs> yeah. No, I have nobody to play with. Abel's like, just yeah. sitting there on a seesaw in the garden going, fuck. <laughs> I can't do anything. But uh, now always staying high. Snake. Always staying high, though. I think it's kind of like the Stephen Wright. No, he would be right. But what if he stayed up there? Be like, oh. I feel like that would be like, dude. I'll go hard on Genesis, man. It's if you look at that. Yeah, as it's, a, this is PlayStation One we're playing today. <laughs> Jarred on Genesis. <laughs> now, if you look at it as a poem, it's fucking amazing. It's beautiful. If you look at it as literal, then 
It's weird. I look at everything literally. Especially since we're going to be playing on in Uranus today. <laughs> it's Captain Blasto. All right, let's get to this. Captain Blasto. Okay, Uranus. You talk, It's Uranus. Uranus. Say it right. You know how it's said. The... We rode separately today. Yeah, we rode separately today. Yes, I... And the juxtaposition... Our buddy Sean, who I turned on to Marcus Aurelius, turned in in kind, got me hooked up with a companion book to it, How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. And it's just awesome. And it dives more into the history... How to Think Like a Roman Emperor? Mm, It's awesome. That kind of sounds cool. You would love it. It starts off. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you get past the first seven minutes. The first seven minutes are Marcus on his deathbed in very descriptive detail. And so? Oh, yeah. They actually talk about that. Do they? I'm dead serious. I'm not so even it's lying. a real thing. It is, it is a... What do you mean? Well, South Park, they, they tackled that. So... Clearly, that's something. That is a medical fact. Evacuation. You evacuate your bowels, however he says it. But it's been like this great dive of of like exploring that Stoic philosophy and 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 really understanding the mind of the philosopher and, and being contemplative as as you kind of zone out and meditatively just drive down a four lane, six lane highway, and uh, and then you sit on the couch and you talk about a balloon knot. You gotta stop reading this highbrow stuff. Which is your? No, it's very. It's fits medium brow, because the highbrow is like. You gotta stop. Some Alan Stop with the brows. I've gone to totally to books with pictures. It's a pamphlet. It's not really a book. Menus are the only thing I really read. It's kind of what it is. Oh, interesting development with turkey. (laughs) (laughs) How is Mr. Bolognese today? I didn't know they had they had beaches. My favorite part of the book is the dessert. <laughs> I actually, uh, okay, I'll, I got something for you. Speaking of turkey. That was, brilliant. That was, a, that was a brilliant joke. Okay. My favorite part of the book is the dessert. Come on. Oh, it's always a sweet ending. It's a great act three. You have a thing. <laughs> <laughs> the, dessert. the dessert. Now I get it. Now he gets it. Um, I ran into a buddy of mine who just did a documentary. Uh, remember the movie Midnight Express? Yeah. Uh, oh, Billy! Yeah. He actually knows the real guy. <laughs> this does, what I'm about to say doesn't sound like a good idea. They just took him back to Turkey to talk about events of his life. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, check it out. But and <laughs> it's, a docu- it's, a, it's a documentary on, on Amazon now. Uh, Return to Midnight or something like that. Um, Return to Midnight. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear I, I'm, I actually want to check it out. A buddy, my really a bold thing to do. No, really, I know. Take you him back. You should check it out. I personally haven't seen it, but you should. Well, and then tell me how it was. See the movie. See the movie. See the movie. Oh, Billy, show it. Can we show it? I don't no, know. instead, it's a, it's a boob. You should show the other one. Oh, Billy. <laughs> So good. All right. You're welcome, Stephanie. Uh, uh, it's it's definitely Gabe Ogai. I mean, one of my favorite. He's so serious. Like, okay, you you brought this on yourself. Um, We've had so many conversations about Jim Carrey, but there's one moment that uh, there's a very small faction of, of, of society that will get the reference when I look at someone and go, you look rested. 
Hello, Stephen. You look rested. It's one of my favorite, favorite cutdowns ever. Oh. I, I didn't know that one, but that's that's great. Because I, I knew the old Billy part that he did, but I forgot. You look rested. Hey, that's nice. That movie is an unsung. I don't know if that was just like, when did that come out? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it came out 98. 98 feels right for some reason. I'm trying to, you know what? Sometimes I, I try to gauge movie dates by like, were my kids born? 96? Was it 96? Wow. So that was like, he went, because Ace Ventura was 93. Finkel is Einor, Einor's Finkel. Uh, uh. <laughs> Mask was 94. So that's right, so it wasn't 93, it was 90, both of those came out in 94. Dumb and Dumber was 94. And then Ace 2 would have come out in, in 95, and then that means that Me, Myself, and Irene would have come out in 97? 97, I knew. Me, Myself, and Irene, 99? 2000 was Me, Myself, and Irene. <clears throat> By the way, my... Man, he did a lot. He did. A, he almost did as much as the Beatles did. Soft spot in my heart for me, myself, and Irene because he's a Rhode Island State Trooper. Right. And but one of my uh, and the funny thing is like uh, Richard Jenkins, one of the finest actors alive right now, and he's in that. But <laughs> my favorite part is on that beat on the bridge. He's and the bad guy's got Renee Zellweger, and he's like, "Just give me the gun." And he bits on boom, he goes, ah! I can't even say it. Where's my thumb? Where's my thumb? And he just kind of clops around. Where's my thumb? Absolutely killed me. Ah, it killed me. I was dating a girl at the time, and we used to do that to each other all the time. Be like, where's my thumb? Play play it for us. Ah! Where's my thumb? I mean, that's... That's classic. Oh shit! Oh man! Some of those things. He had the other thing. The other thing I loved in Ace Ventura. Uh, I think it was the years. second one. Which one? When and it was Tommy Davidson. Ah! Yeah. Ah! It's in the phone. Ah! It's in the phone. Some of those things. See, uh, this is. I mean, oh, man. And then you cut to like Jim Carrey going. I, I, some people love it, but like Eternal Sunshine or Truman Show. Truman Show is great, but then you have like these really deep, pathetic moments. But you know why? He started reading Marcus. I would think it's because his father died. His dad died when he was doing. Maybe. Man, was it? It was one of his well, like most people like. Oh, it's this hilarious movie. His dad died, and people talk about him like being in his trailer. Where I kind of started falling off was like when when he did Andy Kaufman, Man on the Moon. I was like, Did you see the documentary on that? Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those things. I, I, it's so over the top. It's incredibly self indulgent. But I think I can't tell if it's. I think that was his cathartic. Like, was it? Was he just? Was it? Was it for real? Because after that, he kind of. You know, long beard, sitting in a hole somewhere. It was like... I, I think he went through a super... I, I think not getting... I think he wanted people to take him seriously. I think that his... I'm speculating. I don't know. Yeah. But I think, and I think that this is a very resonant, <clears throat> relevant thing to a lot of people, is that... And this is why I'm weird about the Oscars. I, if if the Oscars were done in private, and it's like, hey, but I just want to let you know you got this. You're, you're, we thought you were the best actor this year. Like it used to be. Did it used to be private? What do you mean? What? <gasps> Tell me stories. What? You know this? No. Okay. It's always been this gala. No, no. Welcome to this first. No, it used to be a. It used, be a it used to be a dinner where they would all uh, they, they, they would get together. It, uh, for Claudette Colbert, it happened one night. This is 
them all my own. She literally is at dinner. They said, oh, um, or she was having drinks somewhere. And they said, oh, she, I'm going to be late. Keep the car running, apparently, the story is. She went in, got her Oscar, walked right back out. Thank you so much. Walked out down the front of the stage, said goodnight to everybody, got in her car, and uh, she, she had a home in Barbados. And she literally was on her way to the airport. She stopped by to pick up the Oscar at the dinner that they would hold. And it was, there was, there was, wasn't covered by media or, or radio or cameras. It was just like it's supposed to be, technically. Kind just, of? It's kind of, it's like, hey, because uh, the idea, talk about self-indulgent. I mean, uh, not that, you know, I don't want one, but I'm okay without one. Yeah. You know, it's like, especially when it's become this big. I'm not disparaging it. If you, no, if no, you not disparaging that, good for you. And I honestly, we're talking about this three, four weeks later after it's been done. But um, I feel like this year marked something, the fact that a foreign film won Best Film for the first time in almost a century of doing it. That's an incredible accomplishment. Parasite. It has become mired in not discourse, but just controversy. And that's what I don't like. And it's all about somebody's opinion. 12 people or whatever opinion on what we thought was best. And I think that your accomplishments should be virtue is its own reward, right? So I think that Jim Carrey really wanting people to think is like, dude, I'm a good actor. I did a, I did a shtick and that's what got me onto this show and that show got me into this movie and these movies got me a career. But at his period, he's a really, really good actor. Mm-hmm. He really, really is. His, his deep moments are, I think... In an abstraction, incredibly powerful. The problem is, is we look at it and go, you're rubber face. You know, you're the mask. You're Ace Ventura. And so we are always contextualizing Jim Carrey within that. Whereas so, we had, uh, we had, it was okay when we found out Robin Williams was a really good actor. Because he didn't, he wasn't a goofy comedian. He did silly, zany stuff. But he, but you, you see, you go and you see him in Good Will Hunting. You see him in some of those. But he also had to do The World According to Garp. He also had to do, um, there were, I mean, if you look at his dramatic roles, what yeah. was the one where, he, uh, Moscow and the Hudson? Yeah. Like, he started in the 80s, but it wasn't until, like, almost 20 years after that that we were like, wow, man, you're really, really good. Patch Adams? Whoop. Nope. Nobody wanted anything to do with him in a serious mm-hmm. role. Right. Um, what Dreams May Come? Absolutely not. Because he was Mork. He was Mork. Mork. He was might the well genie. Be, might as well be Blasto. Okay, go. Then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna skip for now, and I want to go to the t- the, the titty bit. <gasps> yeah. Shut your yeah. what? Uh, go ahead, tell him. Tell him. This is one of the things that makes me man, <clears throat> especially for you. Phil Hartman was Captain Blasto. Yeah. Do you know this was the this was one of the few people I didn't know that when I when I found out that he had passed away, actually kind of. It kind of rocked me a little bit because, like, I I admired him. I thought he was great and everything, and you know. And he was kind of a on, when he was on Saturday Night Live, he was oh, kind of no, he's always older than everybody else, and he was kind of like the, you know, like the kind of you know like the the big brother uh, hmm. of of the rest of the cast members. How they talk about that stuff, and he was uh, God. I thought he was great and everything he did. You know, I'm just a caveman. I mean, he did. Unfrozen caveman lawyer. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm just a caveman. Anything you could pull up, you could pull up any clip from Saturday Night Live of him, and, and it was good. 
playing the straight man or doing something goofy. He could do it all. But news radio. He was uh, a, he played this with Rogan. Rogan was on that. Rogan was a regular. Was. Yeah. Joe Rogan. Uh, 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 Boys, in, uh, kids in the hall. Uh, David. Uh, um, David. 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 Minor. D- David. David Niven. David, <laughs> David Niven. It was a very and different. Alec role. Guinness <laughs> and Joe Rogan. <clears throat> uh, no. Uh, David. David. Duchovny. David. No. David. And Goliath. David. David. Somebody. Do you have no other job literally than this? Drew gets to take a nap now. What is it? Dave oh, you didn't Foley. see it. I didn't see a David, but I saw a Dave Fo- Dave Foley. Did you know that Dave is short for David? No, just like <sighs> tenuous employment. Wow. Tenuous employment. Are we ever going to play this game? Um, I think we're, I feel like we're playing a game. This mm. is set on Uranus, mm. or as we say here, Uranus. Oh. Welcome to the planet elsewhere. You're Anus. I'm Anus. I'm Anus. You're Anus. Anus. You hear a difference, right? Anus and Anus. That's right. Why are you so stupid with your ears makes a fall wax? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Someone's shooting at me. What the hell is that? Uh, this kind of reminds me of uh, Toe Jam and Earl, right? I don't... Look, there's a, there's a bikini clad... Oh, I want to go over there. How do I go over there? Do their audience. Why would you want to shoot her? That's Becky. Why, well, Becky needs to put some clothes on. Did you, I remember, did you have a boombox? I had a boombox. Yes, I did. That was a big purchase. That was a major purchase. And did you get the dual cassette so you could tape? Dual cassette so you play record, right? Mm-hmm. And you could make mixtapes before it was some kind of hipster, you know, ac- appropriation of that term. You literally made a mixtape. Or if your song, did you ever call into a radio station to make a request for a girl? Oh, man. Hey, I just wanted to send this out to my girlfriend, Jennifer. Uh, I want to let her know that. It, and you hope that you got, what was it? Was it Loveline? What was that? What was the latest? Like, he was singing beautiful songs across the radio tonight. This one. She was like the sultry version of, of Casey Kasem. Delilah! That's, is she still a thing? Oh, hold on, hold on. I got a naked chick. How do I get her out of there? I don't know if you should. I think I should. What, what was the name of the program? I really want to see what she's going to do if I get her out of there. He's lost. There you go, buddy. Can't get the girl out, though. Little Pac-Man, he's... Yeah, I'd call in, and you'd hear your name on the radio, and you're like, oh, shit! You'd hit record as fast as you could on that tape, so you can't bribe her, her to know that I, I love out. her so much. <laughs> I got her out. Let me see. She, she knows that, and this one's going out to you. Is this love? It was always like, man... I'll do White Snake. I can spend my time waiting on your call. I spend my time waiting on your call. Ugh. Babe saved. Babe's remaining. Saved a babe. Oh, so Captain Blasto, boy, this is some Kirk shit. But I like women. We'll talk about it later. Still best Maurice LaMarche can do the Nobody best. can do it better than Maurice Because LaMarche. he doesn't have to say a word. He just goes... The best. Oh! Down into the water. Oh shit! It's not water. It's not water. It's space. Then right? Why, then why am I not? Is it space? It? Is he in space? Oh no! Let's find out by reading the. Do it. Do it. Do it. What? Meanwhile, on Uranus. <laughs> you said it wrong. Shit! Twisted ruler Bosk. 
Mosk. It's mm, a weird name. That feels like a first draft name. Plans to take over the shiny blue human planet. Urinate. Is it? It's not blue. The shiny hu blue human planet in revenge. Meanwhile, meanwhile on Uranus, that doesn't make any sense. Like the subject inferred is Uranus, so it's not a shiny human. <clears throat> in revenge for being sent to fifth dimension. Concert? The fifth dimension? That, why, why is it just fifth dimension? Is fifth dimension like a club? Like in Miami, where you go have special drinks? Okay. <laughs> I like that place. A lot of Cuban. Bosk and his manions, onions, plan to use a pan-dimensional mallet, not judging if you're pan, to punch a hole in the space-time continuum which will create a bridge right to Earth. See, now we're talking about Earth. It takes too long to get there. <laughs> I can't get to The only hope the human race has for several... The only hope the human race has for survival rests on the very wide shoulders of Blasto, space explorer, weapon freak, and all-around alien er oh, eradicator. Thought that was a different word. He's just what the world needs. Guess a universal patriot who wants nothing more than the rid than rid the universe. Come on, god damn it! A universal patriot who wants nothing more than to Prepositions are important. Rid the universe of slimy green aliens. Psychologically unstable? Slimmy. Question mark? Maybe trigger happy? Question mark? Possibly Earth's last chance? Definitely. Uranus is on the line and Blasto's here to save it. I thought Earth was on the line. What does Bosk want? I feel like that's the first step. If we can sit down with them and we're thinking, do you want Earth? He's like, no, I want Uranus. We're like, dude, have it. It's nothing but a joke planet for us. It's nothing but literally the butt of our jokes. <sighs> now you're getting on board. I dig that. <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to jump to one platform, and that's all I care about in this Great game design. Right now. I love that we started off. That one? Trying to get to that one? No. Uh, that's where you, that's it, from whence you came. I know. I'm trying to get to this. It's a great lamp. Pick up that lamp. We need a lamp for the living room. Shit! Forge! What? Jordy? Engage. You know what? Screw it. Don't want to go there anymore. Uh, I'm going to go up here and do this. Now you can jump. Yeah. Now you can jump. Yeah. Now you can jump. Kind yeah. of. Hey, 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 get out of here. Get out of here. Alien Eradicator. Oh, his essence. Afterlife. Shoot me! Shoot me! Shoot me! Yeah. Well, jump is just your go-to... Oh, there's goodies. You, there's no way you're gonna make that jump. Hit that button. Hit that button. I know, I'm trying to... Hit that to, button. But you have to... Hit that button. I know, but... Hit that button. You don't understand. It, it's, it, you have to be right perfect for... Hey, welcome to PS1 games. Oh my god. Ah, god. This is... Driving Bad cameras and like it's 100% predicated upon. How do we? What's the action button? Um, there it is. There you go. Uh, X to jump, grab, pull yourself up again, give yourself a pat on the back. Triangle is the action button. Yeah. Triangle gets you action. Triangle get. The good thing is you can literally. Uh... <laughs> Blasto was released to negative reviews because of its, quote, above average difficulty as a big issue. That's not a, that's a, that's not a bug, it's a feature. Uh, 
continue Tom, the game. Was this a Tom pool or was this a Drew pool or I don't know who that is. Uh, Fanny. Fanny. <laughs> um, you know it means something completely different in England. Fan. Fanny. What does it mean? Fanny's uh, 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 the nether regions of a, a woman. Like 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 he's my grandma's. I'm gonna spank your fanny when I was bad, but that means something completely different. Like if she were in England, she could spank her own fanny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a grandmother masturbation joke. I apologize to all the grandmothers and all the masturbators for that. Is there that much crossover? I don't know. Is a Venn diagram? If you've watched Grace and Frankie, uh, there is a lot. Grace and Frankie. It's Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin show. Okay. Grace and <clears throat> Grace, Grace and Frankie. Grace, Grace and Frankie, Grace and Fannies. Uh, no, but they actually start a business where they uh, forget. Masturbate as grandmother. Uh, no, they they. Wait, how are, does that scan? Tell me. The, I don't know. I'm, Grace and Frankie's actually a really good show. Martin Sheen, Sam. That's great, but you went from grandmother's I masturbating. Don't, I don't mean to, to. You should really watch this show, and I don't understand how that <clears> ever. Are you still on this first level? I don't know. It's. I think so. Why? Does, why do you say that like you're surprised? Because you've gotten better, <clears> man. Uh, Is there chat would definitely gut shot? Uh, what a bad way to die! Oh well, see ya. Oh well, see ya. What? Here we go. Here we go, Troy. I'm gonna go. And I'm gonna make it. God! I'm a laser toting lung magnet. Ha ha! Damn it! The analog stick was a. This is really bad. It is a pardon the pun. Game changer. Oh God, this is so frustrating. Sony I, I, abandoned the Blasto trademark. Blasto abandoned the trademark in 1999 and picked up a filmmate and picked up. Who typed this? Did you know that Sony, in their grand wisdom, abandoned the Blasto trademark, which would not really be the trademark, but rather the IP. Why would they do that? In the year 1999, and. In the same time, I'm assuming, because it never says, but sometime between that year and the year 2007, a filmmaker acquired those rights for a super low budget independent film, art house film, of the same name, Captain Blasto. It had no direct correlation with the video game that we're currently playing. However, Sony, infuriated by this, incited them to regain the control of the IP in the year 2007. Was that, uh... Uh-oh. Okay. Lawyers texting me. Okay. Your lawyers texting you? That's never good. You know what's never good? Jumping in a PS1 game. Because apparently, all it is is just instant death. All right. Is this a Captain Blasto line or a Kendrick Lamar line? All right. Right? I'm a laser toting love magnet. Uh, that's Captain Blasto. That's Captain Blasto. Grab a mop. There's gonna be guts on the ceiling. Uh, that's Kendrick Lamar. Captain Blasto. Ooh, okay. Would you say my intelligence now is great relief? I'm gonna go Kendrick Lamar on that one. Kendrick Lamar. My name is Kendrick Lamar. Was that Kendrick Lamar or Captain Blasto? <laughs> Captain, <laughs> kind of Cap Captain Blasto, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I just like to keep things. When in doubt, shoot. <laughs> That's not an easy one. Uh, I'm gonna say it's, uh, I'm gonna hope it's Captain Blasto. Would you consider him a rapper, Kendrick Lamar, or is he? Uh, I would consider just a singer, hip hop artist. Hip hop artist. Okay. So, because because yeah. because they do have uh, there's a stereotype that rappers th really like to shoot things. Well, no, but I think that rappers are that that's making kind of more of a comeback. Um, Lil Dicky got his own show. Did you see that? I don't 
don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I showed you that video. You guys don't show? That yeah, thing? the guy. Uh, I know what you mean now. Remember the guy that did the video? Bitch don't know about Pangea. Bitch don't know about Pangea. Brain, leave it alone. Mm. I'm just pillow talking with a bitch, yeah? Oh, I see. I think I can push this. Mm. Go here. Go here. God, this is this is not easy. But it, it is. I bet there's somebody who's played this and like, dude, he's having so much trouble. But I'm just pillow talking with a bitch, yeah? Ladies, there's no need to be like that. If you just pass me my pants, I'll be on my way. True that. Kendrick? Captain Blasto, I just improvised the last two lines because I got flow. You do have flow. I don't. I really, really don't. That goes back to... It's bad. H! Ma! Who? See he! Ha! Ha! Hey, I, I didn't see you there! Sorry! Murder, murder, murder. Hey, murder, murder, murder. Murder! Hold on, somebody's shooting at me. It's an eye. It's an eye. It's an eyeball. Okay. There you go. Open that field. It's the field lock we gotta get rid of. Uh, you know what? This is kind of hurting my eyes. I'm trying to. Uh, it's hurting my eyes too. Watch you. you know, I'm gonna give you Captain Blast and let you do it. I just wanted to hear some Dana, uh, some uh, Kendrick Lamar. There's this song that we, or there's a book that we read to Traveler every night, um, where it's the story of rap. Rap was born way back in '73 in New York City at a house party, and it goes all the way back. And it's just like the coolest book, and it just shows you the whole history of rap. Um, but the, the last line is like, now Kendrick staying humble, and Kanye showed his Yeezus. Jay-Z has the flow that will never ever leave us. And Traveler loses his mind when I get to that page. You sing this to your kid at night? Just like from the start, yeah. No, you this read, is, You this read a book on rap. This is a book called The Story of Rap. They have The Story of Rap, The Story of Rock, uh, and it's awesome. And they even talk about Tupac and Biggie in it. <laughs> As East Coast Battle West. It's 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 a great book. It was like, and then came and then came uh, and then along came the great Grandmaster Flash, who taught us how to mix and scratch. Eighties rap came to stay and run DMC. Walk this way. Then straight out of California, a we tune into NWA. It's so it's dope, and and. Traveler loves it. And then I think I'd like that. It's a great little, I'll read it to you. Well, you know, I, we, as we established at the beginning of this, I don't read much. But it does have great pictures. Like the art is fantastic. Shit. You just this is the jump and die game. This is this is Jump and Die. Jump and Die. This is game over. Game over. I thought this was always a continue button. Ugh, man. No, this is a Can you this try is, this? No. Guys, you know what? I'm, I'm a big fan. And I, am I going back to the beginning? We gotta go fly into. There are no explosions. That's not Uranus. That's just that's probably Pluto, the planetoid. What do they? What do we call them? QB10s. Dwarf planet. Dwarf planet. Pluto is Pluto. Did that get reinstated as a planet? I felt really bad about that. Um, yeah, but everybody knows now. It's like I got my status. And like we all know what you are. When we started finding out that there's like a whole bunch of them, we're like, okay. We can't say that there's like all of these planets. They're not all planets. Because they're they're technically they're just they're like planet remnants and they're just ice spherical. It's like if I got a cube of ice, I wouldn't call that a a planet. It's just like Because it's a cube of ice. Well the main thing is that yeah, but there's like that's basically what, what Pluto is. There's no 
But it doesn't fit in a glass, like you can with, with a nice scotch if you have a big or, enough or, glass. or bourbon over it. I mean, if you have a big enough glass, it would. Yeah, but I mean, someone, someone. <clears throat> I also wouldn't. Kyle at SciFile, you know, is a science dude, got incredible hair. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You mean the the, the mm-hmm. ancient alien dude with the hair? No, 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 no. The, the, no, Kyle's got way better. Kyle Hill, he said that a toddler, a cupid the size of a toddler would need a terrifying wingspan of 10 feet and a crossbow in order to pierce a human heart. <laughs> I just thought about that. Just be like this. <laughs> terrifying. Like a, like a baby. <laughs> a baby. He goes, if Cupid was the size of a toddler, in order to sustain flight, mm. he would need a 10-foot <clears throat> wingspan. So let's give our giant winged baby one of Daryl's finest crossbows. Which is just, and just a crossbow. And I'm like, that's all, I think you're joking, but I would yeah. love to see a treatment on that. that well, that's the funny thing about uh, Cupid and Valentine's Day and everything that, 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 you know, it goes through the idea that I'm gonna shoot you in the heart. I'm gonna, like, love murders your heart. Mm-hmm. It pierces it your pierces heart. It pierces your heart. And cuts it, through your and, aorta. And, no, and it kills you. And you're then, and that 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 corpse is then thrown over the shoulder of some heartless woman or guy or whatever Cupid, whoever Cupid's working for. Oh, so Cupid, it's like he's like a hitman. He's, he's like, like a love hitman. He's like Chase Joe Pesci's up there. He's like so you can get in your car. Just a little fl- just, 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 oh just no, just a little thing. <laughs> yeah, Cupid's outside there smoking a cigarette, going boom. You're like what? <laughs> <laughs> the car. It's like, yeah, he's like, he's in love with you now, Lois. Yeah, whatever her name is, you know. Hey. I understand you're a guy who could do some things. Meredith? Yeah, he's all yours. <laughs> yeah, go pick up the pieces. And then they try to put us back together and fix us. Oh, so that would be the thing, like, I don't think he loves me. Slides the money over the table. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll take care of it. Trust me, by tomorrow night, I'll be loving He will be in love with you. He will be in love with you. Okay. You should go to Vegas now to go to one of them chapels to get married. <laughs> because he's going to love you. I'm going to send the... <laughs> hey, hey, listen. <laughs> I'm going to send the body to Vegas. Smoke a hundred because you're like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that. There you go. <laughs> Here's a new one. So, what we're going to do is we're going to have you... How many pockets do you have? I see what you're doing. <laughs> it's a long filter. What is those those things? Oh, when you that, pull the uh, like old rich women in like Great Gatsby, like yeah, yeah, I understand. We're going to the Hamptons. Let me think <laughs> out here. My grandmother had one of those. <laughs> she died of emphysema. Don't smoke. I used to do one of those little water 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 filter water filters. Can't talk. Doesn't matter. Water filters? Is that what they were? You didn't use one of those plastic things before the cigarette, did you? Uh, I tried that for a while. Uh, it was weird. Mm-mm. No, no, I, I tried. I was like, I'm gonna try this once, and it's it, not not super long. It was the short, the Clark Gable size, not the Greta Garbo size. Ah, like masculine sizes. Yeah, the <clears throat> masculine size of a black. Usually, the masculine. If it's masculine size, it's we'd always go with the bigger one. But no, this in this case, it's a shorter one. I can see you with a pipe as you get older. Uh, I did. I did a pipe for a while because I was wanting to be. Sophisticated, which I found the etymology of that word fantastic. It was based on sophists, which are anyway. Um, but I, 
I don't miss smoking. I really, really don't. I don't miss smoking. I don't miss vaping. I was in Vegas this last week, and it was actually the point where I was like, oh, fuck. You know what's funny is like, remember how we always, you always said, oh man, you're, you can go somewhere, you can have one. Yeah. Like I don't get caught up in it. That happened about a month and a half ago, somewhere. I mean, I, Golf course, whatever? Something like that. I don't remember where I was. It was awful. Yeah. Ugh. Can't do it. The only time it gets me, only time it gets me, and it's almost every time, is Paris. Paris is just like, because <sighs> mm. it's a cafe culture, and you're sitting out there, and it's just kind of one of those. It's what you do. It's what you do. Yeah. And there's, I always feel like I could make a better point. I was like, you know I'm right. You know, you're like, oh, well. I guess he's right. Yeah. The way he took that drag and, like, like, like I love how some of it came out of the mouth and some of it came out the nose. It's just that remnant. I was always that guy. I would be like, do the whole dragon smoke thing. I like smoking in cold weather more than I did hot. How do you know when you're to stop exhaling? It was a great bit, yeah. <laughs> Who was it done with it? He said that my favorite, that that's how I quit smoking, is I would sit up at the hotel <laughs> and watch people as they passed out because they didn't know when they were done exhaling. <laughs> that's how, like, I actually explained how cold it was here in California to my mother the other day. I said, it's been really cold. She goes, saw the young season. I said, no, it's see your breath cold. She goes, really? Yeah, see your breath see cold. See your breath cold is the, is the thing. Yeah. It was see your breath cold this morning. It was chilly this it morning. It was freezing out where I live, out in, a, in a, that little crevice. I live in a crevice. Way to bring it back to this. Mm, crevice. You're right. Ah, you're, you said it right. One of my favorite parts has been getting to see who, because Tom, Tom the intern does these now. Look at that, we didn't, this, I've just now turned around to see who's behind us. Uh, photos yeah. on the bar. Uh, to our right here, we got Ken Win, David Kay. Uh, we know a David Kay. Yes, we do, um, Clink. Then on our left here, over your head, shoulders, knees and toes, is Mindy Lepre. Mindy Lepre? Mindy Lepre, I don't know. However you wanna say it, man. I, I dig it. Um, those are the photos on the bars. You guys can see those are very pretty. Thank you guys so much for, for giving us the soup and supporting us. Um, which brings us to our time for our member shout outs. Mm. We get to do the Altered Beast. There we go. X yeah. underscore X Britannia. Texas Juggalo. Corey. Uh, the I always love when I see the parenthetical because it's like, you know, Corey. We actually do know Texas Juggalo. Uh, Melissa Barrett. And then we got our Drew Soup. Dead Happy Design, which sounds like a super cool emo band. Julie Phelps, Luis Reza. Uh, those are our Drew Soup people. And then always our Lick the Screen, Datan Gusberger. Wow. Datan Datan Gusberger. Dat. Datan Gusberger. That Angus Burger. That Angus Burger. Probably. Angus C. There we go. Chase Gardner and Marty Slauson. Oh, Probably don't like Marty. Probably like Mar Martin. Martin. Martin Slauson. Um, those are the people uh, that we chose to shout out to this week for giving us soup. Thank you very, very much for helping us build a bigger basement. This is your member shout out. <gasps> Now, 
am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello. Hello to the black, to the white, to the red and brown, and the purple and yellow. Come on. That's the best you've moved in this entire game. I just found out that you can jump right and left. Now he looks like he's dancing. Strafing. I say we end on a high note. <laughs> because you're feeling very good about this. Um, you continue to bring back some great old school hip hop. Um, we'll think about uh, getting into the mass effectness of it all. And you're going to read me that story. I'm going to read you that story. The story of rap. We'll I didn't know that. Uh, and then we ask you, what do we play next? There we go. That's Blasto. I love discussing people's careers, especially <laughs> when they're not ours. <laughs> when they're not ours. But it's also just, uh, I don't know, I, I, no matter what the game is, I always do love that we were able to glean from it some manner of uh, conversation about the tangential that still somehow... This game required a tangential. Yeah. A tangential. Yeah. A tangent, what? Tangential. A tan, why is it always about tangential? Because this game is dick, man. This game pissed me off. I didn't like the graphics. I like Phil Hartman. I love him. God bless him. God rest his soul. But like, it's no. Then getting to Jim Carrey was way more intriguing and, and interesting than anything this game had to offer me. You know what's really intriguing and interesting? Tell me. The credits, as read by the replayers. What is going to happen, everybody? I'm David Kinneman, founding 500 member, otherwise known as Kinwin, in the live chat on the YouTube's. I gave soup to Drew, and that means I get to read the credits for this week's episode. <laughs> so subscribe to the channel so you can join people like me in being a part of the best damn community on the internet. Also, leaving reviews for this podcast on iTunes is a pretty cool way to help others like you find us. Uh, let's just thank Stephanie Judge, who makes this episode just look incredible, and Paul both for making it sound wonderful in all of our little ears. Uh, you can follow my dear friend, Troy Baker himself, on Twitter, at TroyBakerVA, and on Instagram, at OfficialTroyBaker. Uh, you can also follow the great Nolan North himself on Twitter, at Nolan North, and Instagram, at ReallyNolanNorth. And, of course, follow the king of soup himself, Drew, at DrewLewis, and our resident Canadian, Big Papa PJ on Twitter and Instagram at PJHAARSMA. Or you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Kinwin. Or you can follow the real life me, nice and boring, on DAVK94. Uh, this channel is made possible by soup from people like you. So if you want to find out about upcoming live shows in your area, or if you want to support the show by buying some merch, you can just go to RetroReplay.com. Uh, I just want to thank everybody at Retro Replay for giving me this opportunity. It's just incredible. Uh, thank you, Troy. Thank you, Nolan. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, PJ. Just thank everybody at uh, Retro Replay. You guys are incredible. You're doing incredible work. The show is great. Uh, from me and the rest of the community, we just all love you and just don't stop being awesome. Uh, from Louisville, Kentucky, this is David Kinneman. Uh, stick around for another episode, or we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. I said a hip hop, the hippie to the hippie to the hip hip hopper. You don't stop rocking to the bang bang boogie. Say up jump the boogie to the bell of the boogie the beat.